Record 23 of We by Yevgeny Zimyatin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Flowers, the dissolution of a crystal, if only. They say there are flowers that bloom only once in a hundred years. Why not suppose the existence of flowers that bloom only once in a thousand years? We may have known nothing about them until now, only because today is the once in a thousand years. Happy and dizzy, I walked downstairs to the controller on duty, and quickly under my gaze all around me and silently the thousand-year-old buds burst, and everything was blooming. Armchairs, shoes, golden badges, electric bulbs, someone's dark, heavy eyes, the polished columns of the banisters, the handkerchief which someone lost on the stairs, the small, ink-blotted desk of the controller, and the tender brown, somewhat freckled cheeks of you. Everything seemed not ordinary, new, tender, rosy, moist. You took the pink stuff from me while the blue aromatic moon, hanging from an unseen branch, shone through the glass of the wall and over the head of you. With a solemn gesture, I put in my finger and said, The moon, you see? You glanced at me, then at the number of the stub, and again made that familiar, charmingly innocent movement with which she fixes the fold of the eunuch between her knees. You look abnormal and ill, dear. Abnormality and illness are the same thing. You are killing yourself, and no one would tell you that. No one. That no one was certainly equivalent to the number on the stub. I-330. This thought was confirmed by an ink blot, which fell close to the figure 330. Dear, wonderful you. You are right, of course. I am not reasonable. I am sick. I have a soul. I am a microbe. But is blooming not a sickness? Is it not painful when the buds are bursting? And don't you think that spermatozoa are the most terrible of all microbes? Back upstairs to my room, in the widely open cup of the armchair, was I-330. I on the floor, embracing her limbs, my head on her lap. We were silent. Everything was silent. Only the pulse was audible. Like a crystal I was dissolving in her, in I-330. I felt most distinctly how the polished facets which limited me in space were slowly thawing, melting away. I was dissolving in her lap, in her, and I became at once smaller and larger and larger unembraceable. For she was not she, but the whole universe. For a second, I in that armchair near the bed, transfixed with joy, we were one. And the wonderfully smiling old woman at the gate of the ancient house, and the wild debris beyond the green wall, and some strange silver wreckage on a black background, dozing like the old woman and the slam of a door in the distance. All this was within me, was listening to my pulse and soaring through the happiest of seconds. In absurd, confused, overflowing words, I attempted to tell her that I was a crystal and that there was a door in me and that I felt how happy the armchair was. But something nonsensical came out of the attempt and I stopped. I was ashamed. And suddenly, dear I, forgive me. I understand nothing. I talk so foolishly. And why should you think that foolishness is not fine? If we had taken pains to educate human foolishness through centuries, as we have done with our intelligence, it might perhaps have been transformed into something very precious. Yes, I think she is right. How could she be wrong at that moment? And for this foolishness of yours, and for what you did yesterday during the walk, I love you the more, much more. Then why did you torture me? Why would you not come? Why did you send me the pink check and make me? Perhaps I wanted to test you. Perhaps I must be sure that you will do anything I wish, that you are completely mine. 
yes completely she took my face my whole self between her palms lifted my head and how about it is the duty of every honest number eh sweet sharp white teeth a smile in the open cup of the armchair she was like a bee sting and honey combined yes duty i turned over in my mind the pages of my records indeed there is not a thought about the fact that strictly speaking i should i was silent exultedly and probably stupidly i smiled looking into the pupils of her eyes i followed first one eye and then the other and in each of them i saw myself a millimetric self imprisoned in those tiny rainbow cells then again the lips and the sweet pain of blooming in each number of the united states there is an unseen metronome which tick-tocks silently without looking at the clock we know exactly the time of day within five minutes but now my metronome had stopped and i did not know how much time had passed in fright i grasped my badge with its clock from under the pillow glory be to the well-doer i had twenty minutes more but those minutes were such tiny short ones they ran and i wanted to tell her so many things i wanted to tell her all about myself about the letter from o and about that terrible evening when i gave her a child and for some reason also about my childhood about our mathematician papa and the square root of minus one and how when i attended the glorification on the day of unanimity for the first time in my life i wept bitterly because there was an ink stain on my unif on such a holy day i three three zero lifted her head she leaned on her elbow in the corners of her lips two long sharp lines and the dark angle of lifted eyebrows a cross perhaps on that day her brow grew darker she took my hand and pressed it hard tell me will you ever forget me will you always remember me but why such talk what is it i dear she was silent and her eyes were already sliding past me through me away into the distance i suddenly heard the wind beating the glass with its enormous wings of course it had been blowing all the while but i had not noticed it until then and for some reason those calling birds over the green wall came to my mind i three three zero shook her head with a gesture of throwing something off once more she touched me for a second with her whole body and it's an arrow before landing touches the ground for a second with all the tension of a recoiling spring well give me my stockings quick the stockings were on the desk on the open manuscript on page one hundred twenty four being in haste i caught some of the pages and they were scattered over the floor so that it was hard to put them back in the proper order moreover even if i put them in that order there will be no real order there are obstacles to that anyway some undiscoverable unknowns i can't bear it i said you are here near me yet you seem to be behind an opaque ancient wall through that wall i hear a rustle and voices i cannot make out the words i don't know what is there i cannot bear it you always seem to withhold something from me you have never told me what kind of place it was where i found myself that day beneath the ancient house where did those corridors lead why was the doctor there or perhaps all that never happened i three three zero put her hands on my shoulders and slowly entered deeply into my eyes you want to know all yes i do and you would not be afraid to follow me anywhere wherever i should lead you anywhere all right then i promise you after the holiday if only oh yes there is your integral i always forget to ask will it soon be completed no if only what again if only what she already at the door you shall see i was again alone 
all that she had left behind her was a barely perceptible scent similar to that of a sweet dry yellow dust of flowers from behind the green wall also sunk deeply within me question marks like small hooks similar to those the ancients used for fishing vide the prehistoric museum why did she suddenly ask about the integral end of record twenty three